Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Apologetics.com radio show. That is Green Day, one of our favorite bands. And we have a guest in studio tonight that looks kind of like Billy Joe. His name is Dennis Alvey. Dennis, be me. Dennis the Menace. How are you doing tonight? I'm well. And yourself, sir? Doing good. Thank you for joining us again. Daniel Adrian, the beard, is also with us. How are you doing, Daniel? Great. Thanks for having me. Good. All of our listeners out there, this is the Apologetics.com radio show. My name is Jason Gallagher. I'll be with you for the next hour as we challenge believers to think and thinkers to believe. And Both we are live in studio in Glendale right now at KKLA. And uh, tonight we're going to be talking about the lordship and authority of Christ over all the nations as we find ourselves in the midst of one of the most bizarre years of our lives, you know, a global pandemic, an undecided election, and a nation that is divided and looks like it might be on the brink of civil war at times. Um, we want to remind you guys that our hope is not in any political party, is not in any political candidate, and it's not in any control of the House or control of the Senate. That is not where our hope lies, but our hope lies in the absolute sovereignty of our almighty and triune God. And so we are going to be discussing that tonight and um, bringing some questions your way. And we would like you guys to chime in if you guys are feeling up to it. You can call us at 888-995-KKLA. That's 888-995-5552. We would love for you guys to call in. The lines are open. If you want to chime in on anything related to uh, the election this year, 2020, the Bible, you know, politics, religion, apologetics, we are here to just have a conversation with you, answer your questions. Um, this show is sponsored by Branch of Hope Orthodox Presbyterian Church in Torrance, California. They have been a longtime partner of this Apologetics.com ministry. Um, I'm one of the deacons there. We're all members there, actually. Yep. Uh, Daniel's a deacon. Dennis is a member in good standing at the well, moment. At the moment. Yeah. For now. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, we're just, we're just here to bring you guys uh, encouragement and truth from the scriptures. And we're just uh, thankful and honored and privileged to be here. And one could argue that Dennis is a member in great standing. Also, also... Well... No, no, also... Don't counter-signal that. Okay. Uh, also, uh, we do want all the levers of power, so... Absolutely. Can you can you explain what you mean by that? What I mean is Christians are not meant to serve as slaves ordinarily, Uh if that were true, then they would have stayed in bondage to Pharaoh. But God mm. brought them out, and he gave them a whole land that they conquered for him and unto him and for his glory. So we're meant to actually hold power here on earth because we are to fulfill the dominion mandate. So we're mm. not actually supposed to be occupied and or subjected. We're actually to take dominion, which I think is very clear from from the beginning of the Bible all the way to the end. I don't think the end of the Bible has a surprise where, oh, we were actually enslaved the whole time. But that's just a little sneak pre sneak peek, sneak preview slash peek of what we're going to talk about. Yeah, so Genesis 1, you know, talks about creation, Adam, and um, 
God told Adam to be fruitful and multiply and take dominion over all of the earth, right? And Matthew 28, 18 through 20, we have the same great commission, right, where Jesus says that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, since all authority has been given to me, this is a past tense thing that happened. And um, in light of that, Jesus says, therefore, go into all the world, baptizing every nation and making disciples and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you even to the end of the age. You know, R.C. Sproul has one of my favorite quotes, and I think he might have borrowed it from um, Kuiper, where Sproul basically said, there are no maverick molecules in the universe, (laughs) right? There is not a single atom in all of creation at the furthest extent of the universe that is outside of God's absolute sovereign control and authority, right? And there is no place in the world where the church does not have the authority to speak, right? As Daniel said, God has told us to take dominion. Um, The Gospels tell us to preach the gospel to all creation. And to every creature, right? So the gospel is actually meant to extend, you know, Scripture tells us that even the creation is groaning, right, and is waiting for redemption, right? When when sin came into this world, it wasn't just Adam and Eve who fell and started to die. It was actually all of creation was subject to the curse. And the gospel is actually meant to reverse all of that, to redeem all of that, you know, um, and so that is where we find ourselves today. And, you know, I've seen over the past several months so many Christians who live life and they think that there are legitimate areas which the Bible and the church should not be speaking to, hmm. right? Um, like, you know, a Christian government, like they say, like, what would that look like? I can't even imagine what that would look like. And, you know, I'm I'm reminded of, you know, the Lord's Prayer where Jesus said, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, you know. Um, how could God's will be done on earth if those nations are not subject to him and carrying out their um, day-to-day activities in light of what he has to say? So, um, obviously, we are in the midst of a crazy election, guys. Um, We could talk a little bit about that. What is the latest, what is the status of this current election state? I can't see you, Daniel. Can you scoot over a little bit, man? I want to see your beautiful face. (laughs) How's this? Better. Okay. So, yeah, election was on Tuesday. Uh, What are we at? Ten days out? Ten days, yeah. Yeah, still no no decision here. Um, the mainstream media has touted uh, Joe Biden as president-elect, Prematurely. Which, which really carries no weight, no authority, not at all, whatsoever. Right. Um, you know, the the race has not been conceded by President Trump. There are several legal allegations going on, court challenges in a variety of different states. 
pointing to different levels and uh, types of fraud that could have been evident and present during the election. So I think we got a long ways to go. Um, but I think it's important for us as Christians, you know, to realize, you know, a verse that I've been kind of pondering and thinking about is Proverbs 24, 8 through 10. And it simply says, he who plots to do evil will be called a schemer. The devising of foolishness is sin. And the scoffer is an abomination to men. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Hmm. And so, you know, one thing we want to do is encourage you, listeners, to not give up, to not faint in the day of adversity. If you are, if you are seeing this election as uh, just you're on the precipice of something very bad and something dark happening – Um, We just want to encourage you and remind you that uh, regardless of who wins, regardless of which party gains control of the House or the Senate and who who takes the office of the president, that God is in absolute, complete control, that now is not the time to shrink back, to faint or to wave the flag of surrender. It's true. You know, if we were to shrink back now, you know, Proverbs tells us that our strength is small. Um, So to be encouraged. Uh, to be strong, to be firm in the faith, be watchful, as you know, Corinthians tells us. Um, be strong. What do you guys? What, what would you guys say to people who, um, you know, this election's big for a lot of people. Um, you know, on both sides, you know, I see people that are just they cannot handle another four years of Trump. There's people who see Biden as just the big, the end of the world. Right. Um, what would you guys say? Uh, just to some of the listeners to encourage them. Where should our minds be as Christians? Well, I think it's obvious that on either side, the the trust that we are, the trust that we're putting into our party uh, might be slightly misplaced. Mm. We really need to remember that and I'm preaching to myself here that regardless of the outcome, and I do have a particular hope for – I have a particular candidate that I want to win. And regardless of who wins, I, I may be displeased with the outcome, but I need to be mindful of the fact that even if this is a time – let's say we could even label it as a time of judgment on our country. Mm-hmm. It, it could be. Um even if that's the case, I, I am still, I'm still a child of God. Mm-hmm. God is, and He is still, He's still reigning. He's still sovereign, and Amen. I need to remind myself a bit beyond anybody else that I need to find comfort in that, especially if the outcome is well undesirable. What you don't, yeah. what I don't want, and. My faith is not in a particular political party, nor even less more so a candidate. Mm-hmm. It's it, my my faith is in Christ, and if it's going to be a time of, of adversity, then so be it. Amen. I just wanted to throw out our number again. If uh, people want to call in, there are open lines. Uh, it's triple eight nine nine five KKLA. That's triple eight nine nine five 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 two. 
Uh, we did want to go over to a call from Mark in Long Beach. Uh-huh. Hey, Mark, you're on the air with Apologetics.com. How are you doing? Uh, awesome. Thanks for taking my call. How are you doing? Hey, good, Mark. good. It said you have a political uh, comment. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, man. I'm just kind of naturally nervous. but um, Don't worry about <laughs> it. Yeah, so are we. You know, hey, we're on the radio. We're with the uh, whole election. You know, I'm not, I'm not um, displeased or disheartened. I'm, uh, it's kind of been weighing heavy on my heart. I'm kind of concerned because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously during, the, uh, during Trump's administration, they moved the embassy to Jerusalem. Obviously, yep. you know, the Sanhedrin, they're trying to rebuild the, the, the priesthood. They have the shekel with the Cyrus and the Donald Trump faces. You know, obviously they want to rebuild at their temple. And it's not a matter of where, because we know where, but, you know, for the purpose of what? For their Messiah. And, you know, obviously I'm coming from the, the platform that the Messiah has already come once and will come again, and that's Jesus Christ. Mm. So we know that this Messiah is to be the Antichrist. Mm. So um, obviously what's come to me this year is is not so much, uh, you know, with the pandemic, what have you not, but it's just all, it's all the, the magic. It's all mm-hmm. the, the witchery. You could see the witchcraft. You could just see it. It's not that it, it's come out of nowhere. It's just, it was it's a quick moment. I wouldn't say we were, ju- we're it's a judgment moment, but we're given, we will be judged after this because it's like, do you see? Do you see it constantly happening or not? So mm. that, that's just my concern: is is is, is it physically going to happen? And that's how I feel. It's like with the with the Republican Party and what they've done is that it will physically manifest. As we're with the Democratic Party, it, it, it's the spirit. It's that it's the, one wants to actually manifest the Antichrist sitting, and one wants to just manifest the, that that spirit. Let the demonic spirit, you know, manifest through everything. So, um, okay, that's where I'm at right now with that. What is your? Um, so it sounds like are you are you of the understanding as far as eschatology goes, like the understanding of the end times? Um, uh, definitely. What is oh, your yeah. What is your understanding there? My My understanding is that this is this you know. It's where we need to get. It's it's all in the Bible. It's all it says it right there, plain and clear. What will happen? Mm-hmm. You know. So I I am keeping my eye as to what's happening with Israel, what's happening with Russia, China, because it's all it's all stated what is going to happen. Okay. And as, as to when and where, or as to when, that's that's not for me to find out. But it, but it is important for me to to take the word for truth and understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it 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 will manifest, but that's the thing, though, is that it it, it will because it's God's will. Do you but, believe? But, do you believe one one candidate versus the other would be better for our country? Uh-oh. Sorry, I can't hear you that well. Oh, um, there you are. There you are. Uh, sorry about that. You know, I'm not trying to get all, like, into the whole uh, conspiratorial part about, like, the architecture of the United States, Washington, you know, you know especially Washington, D.C., with the obelisk, right? We have an obelisk. Uh, we have a little office across. Like, I don't need, I, I think for those who have already kind of, well, you know, wasted time because just read the Bible and understood it, you know, as it states, like, uh, you know, bless those who don't have to go looking for the darkness, who just already know. 
right? Who already mm-hmm. know Christ and the Word? Like, why do you? Why would you go to to the darkness to try to understand darkness? Like, we're already in it, mm-hmm. right? We're born in it. We're already like uh, submerged in it. So, uh, it, it's 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 the Word. It's the light. It's that manifestation. It's but um, I don't know if I'm kind of going on a tangent here but uh, no mark there's a lot here and uh we're gonna do probably i mean if that's that's where my that's that's just kind of been weighing heavy on my heart if people want Mm. to do an eschatology show we can certainly do that but you were talking about the rebuilding of the third temple is that what you said mark Uh, i i I, you know i'm to be honest yeah i I don't know if it's just kind of just a comment but uh yeah, well, what I mean sure, by that I is, like, so when we get yeah. to John chapter 2, you know, verse 21. Verse two, you know, uh, I'm not just trying to vent here, but, um, you know, it's interesting. You, you've ever heard of Marina Abramovich? Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. But just before we go to her, because that's oh, obviously right, some have. witcher, that's some witchery, as you were saying, for sure. But when we get to John 2.21, and we see that the Lord spake of the temple and it's his body— I was wondering what you would do with that, right? Like he says that the temple is his body. So we're not going to rebuild Christ's body. So what I want to do is, and this will come into a later segment, I want to encourage everyone out there that we don't need to be necessarily too concerned about what we're seeing right now. We we obviously need to be aware and we need to respond biblically. And the vibe I'm getting from what you're saying is that you want to have your Bible in hand as you interact with these things. And that's good. But um, we have to know that God is ultimately in control, uh, that even the devil cannot resist God's will because God's will is omnipotent, all-powerful. So obviously someone like Marina Abramovich has no shot if the devil has no shot. Um, Spirit cooking or no, she's got really nothing she can bring to the table in terms of trying to thwart God's will. And so part of this show is we want to encourage people who are struggling. Hello, my friend. Yeah, can you hear me, or are you still there, Mark? Hello? Yeah. Can you hear us, Mark? Yes. All right. Could you hear Daniel? Could you hear Daniel um, talking at all? Oh, yes, yes, yes. All right, good. I, I don't know. Right. I don't want feedback. All right, cool. Yeah. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so I, all um, I'm saying is it, we want— just that I oh, had, go ahead, I, go ahead. Uh, a brother had brought this up to me that um, there was an interview two years ago— where they asked her what she thought about Donald Trump. And I, I was anticipating what she was going to say. And she called him a wizard, and that he, he's uh, doing a great job waking people up. So I find that interesting. Um, I mean, there, I, you know, when we talk about the world, we talk about all this entertainment, politics, sports, you know, it's all cut from the same cloth, all the same people. And, I mean, you know, it's... Um, Wait, Mark, Abramovich said that about Trump? How can I uh, word it? It's it's not, I do do my best to not be consumed in it. I I, I try to keep up, at least, you know, not, you know, not to be wandering through the streets, so to say, to be aware, obviously, the directions and stuff with with what's going on, but, you know, to to an extent. um, That's it. I... I would, I would like to keep talking, uh, but I, I don't know if you wanted to say something as well, too. 
Well, I think you and I are we're on the same page that our only hope is Christ and the only true source of truth is Jesus and his word, right? Like the the Lord speaking to us in his word. So he is the word both uh incarnate and then we have the word written. So the word made flesh and the word written. You're a little low, by the way, Gabriel. Um But yeah, so I I would love to uh continue this if you want to hold over the break, but uh, I think you've given us a lot to chew over. I'm definitely going to look for that Abramovich quote on Trump because I haven't heard that one, and that's rare because I'm up on that particular witch <laughs> more than some. Wow. But, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Mark, for your call. I'm going uh, to jump over to uh, oh, another call. someone else if you don't have another oh. comment. Well, uh, yeah, I'll give somebody else a chance. I mean, I, I'll just call back in a few minutes. I've been just trying to, uh, you know, just uh, God, God bless you, God bless everybody in, in the name of Christ, the Holy Spirit. That's that's it. That's, that's Amen. Cool. That's Thanks, All right, brother. You know, thank you. Take take care. God Thanks for calling, man. Yeah, call back anytime. All right. So yeah, I think that brings us to a good point in our conversation to. Um, discuss kind of like eschatology because i think i think the end times and people's perspectives and minds on how they think the gospel is actually going to work itself out in history actually comes into play here um our pastor you know we come from a church that is post-millennial um and that is different or in contrast to the pre-millennial view and you know yeah the current eschatology eschatological majority report kind of kind of has this idea that like we have the great commission we have this idea that jesus was given all authority but they look at the world as a sinking ship right and to to seek to improve it is similar to arranging the deck chairs on the titanic right as it's sinking like it's kind of a waste of time Um, why should we bother you know making the deck look all pretty on the titanic when it's sinking um you know, many Christians rest, lay down at night. They rest their head on their pillow, um, looking at this, you know, end times perspective, and they say, you know, things are getting worse, but I have God's secret plan that says this is how it's supposed to be, right? And so, on the very worst of days, you hear a lot of Christians saying, "Oh, I just can't wait for the rapture to come. I can't wait for God to just zap me Sweet on out me of up. here," right? A more moderate eschatological view is that evil will increase, as will righteousness, um, and you'll have this polarization that will occur throughout history without one side prevailing over the other, right? The wheat and the tares will grow together. Um, You know, the demise of evil won't be completely, you know, gone. There'll be culture wars and, you know— they believe that ultimately the culture wars are kind of a a waste of time and they lack, quote-unquote, like spiritual value, right? Like it's just inevitable. The wheat and tares are just going to keep growing. So just keep reading your Bible and following Jesus and don't worry about the culture, so to speak. The third view, which is the view that our church takes, is a more optimistic view, and it's the view that we'd really like to encourage people with um, tonight And it's that the truth of Christ will, through much work, toil, tribulation, right, yield a world where 
Psalm 22, 27 and 28 says this. It says, All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. For kingship belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. Well, and just to clarify really quickly, our pastor and some of our officers take that view, but we certainly have people who take some of these other less biblical views as well. And uh, they can get wrecked when they come talk to me about it. But uh, in terms of Mark, <laughs> in terms of Mark, just in case he's still listening, uh, I, I found that it's the artist as president. But you can certainly email us links about him being a wizard because I'd love to read her calling Donald Trump, the sitting president, a wizard. Nice. Wow. That is Kino. We got a sign in studio. Look I hope that. that shows up on some camera. Anyway, all I'm saying is, uh, LA, is that when we come to eschatology, if you believe that Christ's perfect person and work doesn't result in real world consequences in time, in space, in history, then, you know, joking aside, you and I need to read the Bible together, and I'm happy to do that. So it's just yeah. not it's not something that I think is negotiable in the sense of he died and he rose again and that has consequences here and now before he returns again. So that's why we have the whole reason why we have hope is because we have a perfect, a complete, right. a holy and holy savior, right? He did it all. That's going to be made manifest and outworked through history here on earth. And Dr. Greg Bonson, for our listeners who aren't familiar with him, I encourage you to get familiar with him. Greg Bonson, he's one of the gems of you know Christendom in this past kind of generation. He said this. He said, you know, speaking of the parable of the wheat and the tares, that we must remember that it is a wheat field, right? And the preaching of the gospel will be the instrument through which God saves souls and changes lives. And as his kingdom grows, we should expect a changed world, right? So the post-millennial view, keep, you know, take that term with you, post-millennial, look it up, research it, study it, and uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about it after these messages. What comes into our mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Everyone has ideas about God. Unfortunately, many people hold false ideas about him. And these ideas have consequences. Some false ideas have led people to worship a God of their own making, while others have led people to reject God altogether. This year, we've devoted an entire conference to answering the most common false ideas about God. Is God anti-gay? Is God good? Do Muslims and Christians worship the same God? These are just a few of the topics we'll be addressing. The only way to guard against false ideas is to fill our minds with true ideas. So join me and a number of other speakers at one of this year's Rethink Apologetic Student Conferences. Find out more information about Rethink by going to RethinkApologetics.com. That's RethinkApologetics.com. We're at war. It's not a war of bombs and bayonets. It's not a war against flesh and blood. In fact, it's not a physical war at all. It's a spiritual war. That's why Paul instructs us to put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. The devil's primary scheme is deception. He wants us to believe false ideas about God. And the only way to guard against false ideas is to fill our minds with true ideas. Simply put, we combat deception with truth. 
It's unfathomable to imagine sending young men and women off to fight a physical war without proper training. Yet, when it comes to spiritual warfare, we do this all the time. The vast majority of our students are simply not prepared for the spiritual battle that awaits them. At this year's Rethink Apologetic Student Conferences, we're training students to counter the lies of the enemy. Lies like God does not exist, God is anti-gay, Muslims and Christians worship the same God are just a few of the false ideas we'll be addressing. So join me and a number of other speakers at one of this year's Rethink Apologetic Student Conferences. Find out more information about Rethink by going to RethinkApologetics.com. That's RethinkApologetics.com. The mission of Apologetics.com is to challenge believers to think and thinkers to believe on the radio, on the internet, and now in the Life of the Mind conferences. If you believe in the work that Apologetics.com is doing, we encourage you to support us with your prayers and also with your tax-deductible gift so that this ministry will continue on the air, on the web, and in events near you. Gifts of any amount are appreciated, and it's very simple to participate. Just go to Apologetics.com and click Donate. It's safe and secure. Or you can send your check or money order to Apologetics.com, 1900 Southwestern Avenue, San Pedro, California, 90732. Thank you for supporting Apologetics.com. All right, let's get back to the Apologetics.com radio show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Apologetics.com radio show. We are in the second half hour of our show in studio tonight with Dennis Alvey. Greetings. And Daniel Adrian. Hello, LA. Um, We had a good caller in the first half and kind of jumped us into this uh, eschatology kind of discussion briefly there where we talked about a few of the different views on eschatology and how they see the gospel working out in history, right, as we look at this election and there's a lot of concern a lot of um, you know worry and things like that we just wanted to encourage people that you know we believe the correct christian perspective on you know the gospel working itself out in history is that is that the kingdom of god will expand and it will be victorious right we should expect a changed world we should not just expect that we are on a sinking ship and it is a waste of time to try and change the world since it's all supposed to go um, to hell in a handbasket, so to speak. But that's a lot. That's a perspective a lot of the Christian church has. And I think one of the reasons why that view fails is because, you know, if Christians truly believed that, that things are supposed to get worse and then God's just going to rapture us out of here, well... I think they would be praying not that God would give us a president that would make things better. I think they would give us, um, you know, they would actually want things to get worse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Usher it in. Yeah. When things get worse, they should just be like, praise the Lord. Like, this is all going great (laughs) according to what he said. But I think most people, most Christians know that that is just simply not the way it works. When Jesus said, all authority has been given to me, go make disciples and I will be with you. That wasn't uh, he wasn't sending on us on a failed mission, right? A mission that was doomed to fail, and so I think we need to remember that. Well, and, and, and not to be mind. not to be too controversial here, but it really is. If you're going to be consistent, if you're going to make sense with this position, then you would be what some people on the darker corners of the internet call an accelerationist. So if you actually believe that bringing 
Joe Biden into power would speed Christ's return, you would vote for him, even though he's pro-baby murder and <laughs> other kinds of things right. like this. Right. So I don't, I don't think these people have, and I mean this with all due respect, and, and I mean, there's, we won't even go into all the positions I've taken without thinking through the logical consequences of them. Um, for one, why didn't I get chai tea? Chai tea respecters See? in chat. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, it's for a sure. It's choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's clearly the choice. Clearly. But that's what he says. But for now, I mean, it's it's very clear that we can't do that, right? We have to, if, if you're a voter, if you're someone who believes that the Bible requires you to vote, you're going to vote someone according to your values. If you're listening to this radio show, most likely you're not going to vote for the opposite guy because you want things to crash faster. And yet that's what your end times view, your eschatology would require, Mm -hmm. right? You're actually helping Christ come back faster in some sick way. Like we can actually help Christ. And that's something that's a bridge to what I wanted to say earlier is when we talk about, we want to, we want to be useful in the service of Christ. We want to advance the kingdom as instruments. It's as instruments, as tools in his hand. Mm -hmm. We're not actually moving the football. We're not actually advancing the kingdom ourselves. He's making us fit for his service. He's making us do the good work, right? He's enabling us. And it's not really from us. It's from his spirit working in through and by us. It's Christ working as, you know, as, as our savior in us. So Amen. I just want to clarify that. I know none of us have that twisted, but just for the audience. Yeah. yeah. I did want to throw out the number again since um, it's the second half of the show. Please call in. We're talking about the election. We're talking about God's sovereignty, his authority. We're talking about hope, regardless of who wins, regardless of who wins the House or Senate or the presidency. We as Christians um, are not people who are marked by lives of worry and anxiety, um, that we should be at peace knowing that God is in control and sovereign over everything. And uh, the number is 888-995-KKLA, 888-995-5552. Please give us a call um, and join us in the conversation. I'm going to go over to some callers right now. We have Stephanie in Glendale has a question regarding politics and the end times. So, Stephanie, thanks for calling. You're on the air with Apologetics.com. Okay. Um, first of all, um, I agree with you. God is in total control of all human history. So um, our church teach that we should not be fearful, whatever mm-hmm. is happening. That's good. However, um, to cast a vote in politics, we must remember that we are Christians and our, our values derive from God's word. So um, we are not, I, I, I myself, let me put myself, um, I am not looking at candidates, so to speak, because they are only in, all, I mean, they, their lives are limited. <laughs> they're only in the office for four years right. or eight years. Right, but they're placeholders. But uh, human history will still goes on. So what it is, is that the most important is that uh, we vote according to God's word. That's most important yeah. of all. And then um, I think that before election, you know, uh, the sermon was talking about how to look at, uh, you know, different issues. Um, not even talking about parties, but talking about issues. Yeah, what policy. issue will be most important mm-hmm. to God? Then we look at the Ten Commandments. So the Ten Commandments talking about thou shalt not kill. Yep. So uh, abortion, of course, is killing of mm-hmm. the helpless to be born. So that is more important than other issues, maybe weather or global warming and uh, maybe other even immigration. 
So then uh, that is how we uh, put our priority, what is more important to us in choosing which candidate. So anyway, uh, so that, that's yeah. how, 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 uh, how I proceeded. I proceeded my my voting, but um, actually I called. Sounds great. It is yeah, about no two questions that. that I had. Um, I do. One, have you okay. heard of an event called? Um, I think it's called Event it Twenty One that took place uh, October or November of uh, twenty nineteen. Uh, okay. It's called Event Twenty One. A group of people. Uh, well, you know, I, I watched the video. It's kind of scary that uh, you. I, I forgot Uh-oh. how many people now, but you know, I don't even want to name organizations. But anyway, they mm-hmm. they already predicted the pandemic coming, mm-hmm. and they want sure. to have some kind of plan to uh, deal with it. And uh, so, anyway, that was uh, even yeah. twenty one. That took place before. Yeah, it was a pandemic place, you know, uh, exercise. In December and, and so on. And now, yeah. um, what was that? Um, there was another meeting called um, uh, Reset. The Great Reset. It's like Reset the Button. Again, you have a group of people uh, trying to uh, think what well, they think. They think that the, the world it has been going on uh, is it, not right. They want to like reset the button and change everything over. So mm-hmm. then sure. it, when I re- watched the video, and it almost uh, made me think of, uh, you know, the organization of a one-world government, meaning sure. that, you know, they wanted to have, I, I think, I even saw a Time magazine has uh, um, a reset button, like people were building another building, something like that. So I was wondering whether, I mean, you know, we know the history of the end time is that uh, there will be a one-world government forming, and then you will have an antichrist, and, and so on and so forth. So it almost seemed like that the, um, the end time history is unfolding. So then whether the timing is, uh, you know, which, which president is going to be, uh, you know, there will be a delay of such a agenda or maybe it will go on faster. So that, mm-hmm. that was my question. So do you feel Thank that you. those event 21, uh, that event 21 and the reset uh, conference, they are going to have another one yeah. in uh, Switzerland, Davos, Switzerland mm-hmm. in January, something like that. Okay. Uh, about the reset uh, conference. So you think that there may be yeah. um, something having to do with end time history? Yeah, we will. We'll, we'll definitely we will respond to that. Um, we have another caller on the line, so I'll give the panelists here a couple minutes to respond to these, the Great Reset, the Event Two Hundred One. But uh, Stephanie, we do appreciate your call. Um, I do commend the way that you go to the voting booth. You know, you and the one thing that you said was you vote according to God's law, like God's mm-hmm. commands, and I think that's. You know, a great guide for how all of us should be voting and considering, yeah, you know, that. when we go go to the polls. So appreciate that. Thanks for calling and uh, call again soon, okay? Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. So, uh, yeah, the Great Reset is this idea that, you know, the one world government, they want to change everything. The Event 201 was this pandemic exercise, you mm-hmm. know, with – Bill Gates and a bunch of other people right. that they did back in late 2019, which people thought was kind of so. 
and how it relates to end times, you know, I know we just kind of talked about this. Um, I don't want to spend too much on it because we do have another caller I'd like to get to. Um, but a minute or two. Well, my first thought is this. I'm, I'm, I'm actually not familiar with either of those um, issues. However, I will say they are two among hundreds, if not thousands, of existing uh, videos and, 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 and news floating around that may or may not be valid. Uh, again, this does not – none of these issues change what we know. And that is Christ is sovereign. Is it going? Do these do these events usher in the end of the world, the one world government? That's I mean that's a whole other show sitting right there. Mm-hmm. But um, first of all, no, I, I I don't I don't know if I give any credence to either of those things. Honestly, um, I've seen a number of videos that you know with some guy talking talking about this event, that event. He's got his newspaper in one hand and his Bible in the other. And he's he's making predictions and, you know, using what, what we would ultimately boil down to flawed, if not unbiblical, uh, eschatology to kind of predict what's to come. And I see a lot of that happening. And, you know, this isn't a show about eschatology. That's for another night. We've already spent time on that, but I must say, and, I, and, and emphatically to our listeners, look, for all the talk that happens out there about, you know what, I'm not, and I hear this a lot, there's, I'm not that concerned about end times. I'm not, that's not really important stuff. Let's stick to what's important. Well, now you understand why eschatology is actually of importance. That's one thing. But the other thing that I want to touch on is, listen, do not let these little events misplace your faith in what we know, and that is Christ is sovereign, Christ is in control, and only he knows how this is going to all play out. Even if Biden wins, if Trump wins, neither of those things are going to be any surprise to God. Amen. Yep. Nothing surprises God. And uh, what I think is relevant here, I know we have to move quickly because we want to get this call in, but... Uh, whatever your eschatology is, it's clear that Jesus is king of the nations, and we see nations from early on in Genesis through Revelation. So for those who think that nations go away, that would be something they would have to prove biblically. Hmm. And it's nations plural. It's not one world government. So there is a way that Christians can oppose globalism, can oppose a one world government, because what a Christian globalist view is— is simply that the church is international, right? We're talking about international Christianity. So we would be globalists in the sense of we don't think that Christianity is confined to one part of the globe, one part of the flat earth, whatever you guys want. (laughs) Just (laughs) kidding, everybody. One part of the realm. But uh, one, one continent or one region, we're saying that all through the world there will be Christians, and we we look forward to and we work, we labor towards uh, making disciples of all nations, not one nation, not one global community, but all nations, and that's what the Great Commission is. So that would be the the thing about globalism, and that's why if you have the space for it, uh, yeah, it's it's fine to look in on Davos or Davos. It's pretty creepy, but yeah, if you want to do that, you can do that in terms of. Uh, 
pandemic planning, of course, right? This goes to the immigration question. The reason why we need borders is because you're going to have pandemics without borders. It's just how epidemiology or ep epidemiology, however you say that, works, right? It's how the spread of viruses work. If you have unrestricted travel, then that means that viruses travel <laughs> via <laughs> hosts, yes, unrestrictedly, right? They have no restrictions either. So that's on the event uh, 201, which she called event 21. And then the other part of it is uh, this idea of, um, what was the other thing, Jason? It was event 201 and what? Uh, the Great nice. Reset. Oh, yeah, The Great reset. reset. Okay, so The Great Reset is, yeah, they're trying to reboot. It looks like some folks are trying to reboot how we uh, live our lives, and that seems to be intentional. Uh, you know, we can't verify that. We'll find out. But I don't know why anyone, when you look at the numbers of what the death rate is from COVID versus deaths of despair, during the lockdown, why would you ever want another lockdown? Yeah. And so, you know, you have one lockdown candidate, one not, not to get too political, but right, you, right, right. you don't want to have people be there with unlimited booze delivery from Amazon, which I enjoy, but has to be enjoyed in moderation. <laughs> you don't want people being there with just, you know, Netflix and, you know, other websites that are even worse than Netflix, if such a thing can be imagined. And that's all they have to themselves, right? We need a purpose. We need to work in the world. We need to labor for the advancement of the kingdom. And doing that from our four walls is difficult. So that's how I would quickly hit all those topics. And I know we have another call. Yeah. So hmm. thanks for hanging on the line. We have Brock from Palmdale with a question regarding the the world getting worse viewpoint. <laughs> hey, Brock, you're on the air with com. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks. Um it was kind of a, I called in right, so the radio kind of cut out for me. Um, right about the time you were saying that believers would probably be getting um, more, I, I don't know if it's more excited. Um, right. Greater anticipation, I think. The worst things get. You know, seeing the things and then being right. praised the Lord. Right. And I've had a, a kind of a tough time <laughs> with that. Um, mm -hmm. I've noticed it at times, but then I check my heart. I'm like, wait a minute. You know, am I, am I looking forward to the gospel going out, the souls being saved to the end, mm -hmm. you know, looking for the glorious appearing of Lord Jesus, or do I really kind of want the world to get judged in wrath, you know, kind of thing? And so I have to heart check. But, um, you know, one thing I noticed was uh, a verse I like is um, we're not to be overcome by evil, but to overcome evil with good. With good yeah. So I think the kingdom perspective is when the believers are operating in the kingdom, you know, with the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, mm -hmm. you know, right, self-control. Mm -hmm. um, probably left a couple out of that, but right. when they're operating in that, then that's the light, the salt and light that we're called to be, and it is different from the rest of the world, um, something that they don't have. And we got to remember the, the devil holds the world captive through the fear of death. And um, I got caught up into some of those conspiracy theories near the, you know, kind of the beginning of COVID. And um, the pandemic I just movie. had to remember, wait a minute, is this <laughs> stirring me up to faith? Or is it something in my flesh? Is it anxiety? Um you know, like he said, what we know. And so what we know is we have salvation through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, through the atonement, 
through a new life. Um, Jesus says, in the world you have tribulation, but he's overcome the world. So that's really, you know, exciting. You know, that's encouraging. It's it's our comfort, right? Um, But, you know, as far as government goes, I think, um, you know, we have the example just, um, you know, kind of, I think it's Kings or Chronicles, you know, and there you can see kind of how it works in the, um, the kingdom of man, so to speak. And, um, but I, but I am looking forward to the rule, you know, uh, we, we get to experience that now, the rulership of Jesus, and it's not complete, but for all those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, there's a promise, there's a kingdom. You know, I kind of feel like Peter says, well, you know, to those who continue to live ungodly, they have Sodom and Gomorrah as an example, they have the flood, um, you know, and we know everything's going to melt with this fervent heat. So, you know, what matter people, we should be, I grew up King James, you know, kind of like perfecting holiness, um, you know, going about in our uh, spiritual manner, you know, um, stirring one another up to love and uh, good deeds um, to be in the world, but not of the world, uh, to grow progressively closer to God. You know, right? Uh, taking it serious. Um, so that's what this has kind of done for me during COVID. Is just um, a wake up call, a desire to be around. That's good. You know, other uh, believers that can see. Well, you know what? Yeah. Maybe the time is short, but regardless, if the Lord delays is coming, I want to live faithfully because I don't. I don't know when my time is, so I just want to live. Um, as faithful and in the spirit as I can right now. So thank you. Yeah, amen to that. Amen. Yeah. So all this, all this has kind of worked together to you know cause you to want to live uh, more obediently, more faithfully. That's that's a good thing. That's you know the sovereignty of God working working things together for good for for those who have been called according to His you know purpose. Yeah, the Lord is dealing with you in a good way, I think, from what you're saying. And Brock, I want to say this. I know it sounds heavy, but it sounds like your whole Bible theology is butting up against your eschatology. So you you have a clearer view of—and and this is fair, right? I mean, eschatology is harder, but you you have a clearer view of what the Scriptures are saying than what's happening in the end. And that's what we're getting at is you have reason to hope the idea that we're going to— well, I guess he didn't like that comment. No, that's okay. You know, Dan? Hey. You just don't I'm, know when to stop, buddy. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. But yeah, for, yeah. for Brock, if it, in case he can hear me on the radio, what it means is that we have a, we have a hope beyond uh, the newspapers, beyond whatever news site we're plugged into. And when we know what the rest of the Bible says, that's when we can come to these more difficult passages. And we see that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Jesus never lost. He didn't lose in the manger. Mm. He didn't lose in his earthly ministry. He didn't lose in his death. He didn't lose in his resurrection. He's not losing now as he rules and reigns at his father's right hand. So that's for Brock. Hopefully he hears this. And thanks for calling. Good call. Good encouraging call. Yeah. Yeah, so with the time we have left, probably, I don't know, five, six minutes, I want want to talk a little bit about what does it look like, you guys, for... Um, you know, Christ to truly be king, right? When Jesus is king, right? 
What does that look like? What, is it, what does it look like for a nation to move in that direction? You know, it can be a blessing. Like Jesus as king can be a blessing, obviously, for his people, but it could be, it could be very, you know, uh, for those that don't know him, that aren't reconciled to him, right? It could be uh, a fearful thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right now for most people, the nations they know about, it's a it's a fearful thing. It's a it's a dreadful thing, because he bears a rod of iron and he will dash them to pieces if they are not granted the grace of repentance and faith. Right? He is, he is the son that must be kissed. And right. The way that a nation kisses the son is by publicly, socially, and nationally covenanting itself, herself, to Christ. This is the way that you do it, right? It says, we have no king but Christ, not no king but Caesar, not no king but, insert political title here, but we have no king but Christ. He's our king. Mm-hmm. We acknowledge his present reign and rule. He's the king of kings and lord of lords. And then, of course, your constitution is the Bible at that point, right? Your foundational document is all 66 books of the Bible. No additions, no subtractions. And then you build from there. You build a biblical political theory, political philosophy, political ethics, everything about politics from the Bible at that point, Mm -hmm. because that's your constitution. This is what it looks like to kiss the sun, because he demands absolute fealty, fealty, absolute uh, loyalty, absolute obedience, absolute submission. So nothing less than that is acceptable for any nation, whether it's our nation or insert nation here. So when we, when we, what we're doing is we're calling all nations to repent and believe. And, of course, we're calling individuals as well. But we all know that, you know, if you have a king, he represents the nation. If you've got a prime minister, he or she, sadly, represents the nation to some degree, right? We know yeah. this. Uh, and those representatives must kneel. They must kneel. Their tongues must confess. Their knees must bow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Psalm chapter 2, that's what Daniel was referencing, right? It says, Therefore, you kings, be wise, be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and celebrate his rule with trembling. Kiss his son, or he will be angry, and your way will lead to your destruction. For his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. So that is what we are looking to and looking for when when we want to be, you know, under Christ's rule, right? When nations honor God and glorify the Son, they will be blessed, right? When we kiss the Son, we will be blessed. And we need to remember that God is not mocked, right? Our nation, we have, you know, so much division, so much turmoil. And if, you know, God is bringing judgment, then it's because we rightly deserve it, right? God is not mocked. Our nation has murdered over 60 million babies, right, since the 1970s. And we see Christians today, I see Christians today arguing on Facebook why they should vote for a president, a party who wants to murder more babies in the womb, right? And we wonder why things might be getting worse. And we wonder where God is, right? Yeah. We, we have no rules any longer. We could do basically whatever we want. You know what I mean? We love theft. Our nation loves theft. We love redefining, you know, genders, male and female. You know, God will not be mocked. And as much as all of us hate to see judgment come on our nation, right, 
you know, um, if we get a ruler who loves wickedness and sin, then we've gotten what we deserve, right? And I pray that God's people would turn back to God in repentance and go back to that which we've been charged to do from the beginning, which is to preach the gospel, right? To go into all the world, preach the gospel, and reclaim all of this, you know. Speak to speak to magistrates and speak to those in charge and, you know, proclaim God's righteousness and his rule and his reign and his law, you know, over over every area of life. Jesus, take the wheel of America. Jesus, take the wheel, baby. <laughs> Gabe, thank you for that. We're definitely under judgment. <laughs> All right. With that, you guys, we, uh, we hope you're encouraged, and we just encourage you guys to go out there and proclaim the faith, share your faith, uh, be salt and light, and trust God with the outcome of this election. He is ruling and reigning right now, and uh, we pray you'd be blessed and uh, keep the faith. We'll see you next Friday.